Yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah. You already know the vibes. Already know. I ain't with that switching sides. From Chicago, my motive is stay alive. Stay up, stay up. Never fade away like mine. I'm dripping like Fiji, watching slide. I can't keep it PG all the time. I don't like sugar coating that make me feel like I lie. Yo, 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 yo. What's good? What's happening? We back. Timeless Vibes, episode 10. Damn, 10 episodes. Man. Oh, yeah. But it's your boy Chris J. Go ahead and do yourself, bro. It's your boy Chaz Vibe. You feel me? Right, Hope y'all enjoyed the intro song. Y'all, y'all better have, shoot. But new singles on the way. New singles on the way. In case you a little fatigue, but yeah, I wish I could like give give a date to like when to look out for it. But my my manager didn't give me a date. She just said, "Okay, coming soon." Exactly. Okay. So t- coming soon for new music. But project on the way though. Like he got a project on the way. So be on look out for that. Um, but we got a. I would say a lot to talk about. Uh, since this is our 10th episode, we got another timeless talk for y'all. We're actually going to talk about the history of Chicago rap music because I feel like it's it's about that time. And I think a lot of niggas is out of their rabbit ass mind trying to disrespect Chicago and how we start shit. But we'll get to that later. Uh, but like we start every episode, what we've been listening to recently. Uh, yeah, what we've been listening to recently and stuff like that. So... For me, uh, I just been whatever popping up on my shuffle. Honestly, like I really haven't been directly trying to find music to just outright listen to. But uh, f- but if anything, I would say uh, a lot of Nipsey lately. Like Nipsey been one of my vibes, and also uh, uh, the Future Wizard project too. That's been in my that's been popping up a lot on my shuffle. So. If anything, those two been popping up, been listening to those, been giving me in the tune. I kind of have a new appreciation for the Wizard now, actually, the Wizard Project. I don't know mm-hmm. how. It's weird because like when it, fir- when it first came out, I enjoyed it. But I was like, I don't know. But like a year later, I have a better appreciation for the whole project in itself. Like I think it probably is a top future project i didn't feel that way at first it was, like it was good but it was like some of us make it seem like it was his best project i'm like nah i don't hear it but it's it's definitely a top future project in terms of just like overall what a future project can bring give you and it, it gave me everything when i went back and listened but yeah so and then with nipsey it's just i'm glad it popped up on my shuffle because i've been in a very like focused do better mindset lately so it's just like hearing just the man rap and just hearing just the stuff he says like you know what i need to hear this so that's that's what i've been listening to true that it's funny that you say that about uh um the wizard because that's kind of how i thought about beast mode beast mode came up that was the name of the um album right yeah, the, yeah, the, a mixtape. Well, a mixtape. That was a mixtape. But um, 
Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about Beast Mode. Like, when it came on, it was that one song that I just kept listening to, which was Cut Up My Wrist. That was my shit. And then... Oh, you talking about Beast Mode 2? Yeah, 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 Beast Mode 2, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm like, wait, huh? Come on, that's um, Beast Mode 2, yeah. I, I was listening to Cut Up My Wrist, and then I just kind of started listening to, like, other stuff or whatever. Like, it was, it's still on my playlist, but, yeah, I be kind of finicky when it comes to music because I be so busy with, like, my own shit. I like fall off or whatever. But then, so recently I've been listening to Beast Mode 2. Rizzer is always on, like, is always on uh, rotation. Fucking love Wizard. My favorite song from the Wizard is probably, it's Never Stop, no question. I'm the only Wizard. My favorite song was Never Stop. And then I like jumping on the jet. I like that whole fucking album, bro. That's just so raw. Um, but yeah, obviously. Obviously, uh, Future, that's what I've been listening to mostly. Uh, Dirk, Future and Dirk has been heavy on the uh, rotation. I ain't mad at that. Uh, yes, I ain't mad, but well, you know, I'm like, Beast Mode 2 is really good. Like, I'm looking yeah. at the tr- playlist. I'm like, Wi Fi Lick, Cut of My Wrist, Rax Blue. Cut of My Wrist. 31 Days Decent, I Don't Remember Red Light or Dodo. When I Think About It, Some More Hate the Real Me. All those, man. Yeah, future got hate all like, Yeah, because, like, honestly, my hot take is I think Beast Mode 2 better than Be- the original Beast Mode. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, because, like, I, I definitely I, agree with that. Yeah, because I wasn't rocking with the original Beast Mode. A lot of people do, but. I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of Zaytoven produced projects. <laughs> like if it's mm-hmm. just strictly just Zaytoven, because then it's just like I get a little doled out. But um, that's 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 but hey, but Beast Mode too. I feel like the the partnership with him in Future was a lot better, a lot better then. But yeah, uh, let's go ahead and move on to quick news. Nothing really major, major. Um, besides the Kanye shit, and yes, when you say Kanye shit, Kanye's back on his Twitter rants again, but I feel like this was more for a greater good, honestly, like this is a more of a greater good type rant for Kanye, you still look at it with a shady eye, looking at it like, oh, I don't know, man, you know, Kanye, I think you're on your bullshit, but the general meaning looks good because he's actually talking about ownership, music masters, these horrible music contracts and stuff like that. So when you pissing on Grammys, pissing on his Grammys, which is the, <laughs> the a that's vintage Kanye is not on his uh, medication stuff right there. Uh, but I will say, it's a fight that I agree with, but also I think he needs to be a lot more transparent as well. If you get what I'm saying, because it's like territory where it's like, gee, we understand like, hey, you signed the bullcrap sound, uh, uh, contract and stuff, but you also have a record label and do the people in good music have ownership of their masters or is just something that you care more for Kanye and 
it's Kanye first and then maybe everybody else type situation. So, like, have you been paying attention to the the, the situation? Yeah, I've been seeing. I've been paying attention to his Twitter. Uh, you see, he's been posting on Twitter. I was trying to think of one thing he had said. He was like exposing something. That's, um, that thing. What the fuck was he talking about? <laughs> it was something in particular. God damn it! I think I retweeted it, but I forgot what it was. But yeah, though, I, I've been actually I've been paying attention to his ranting, but I didn't see the shit about him ranting about like you know his one of his masters and stuff like that. I didn't see. I didn't see that. Yeah, that's kind of the most important stuff, but because uh, mm-hmm. like he's just he literally been on. A, shit. Yeah, because he's literally been on a tangent most of the week about this specifically. Like he leaked his contracts and everything. I didn't want to read the contracts that's because there's a lot to read. That's what it was. I've seen that shit. No, I didn't read that shit either. I was really just like paying attention to it, but. Oh no, that's what he did. He uh he was like, Y'all wanna y'all want the number to a uh white supremacist? <laughs> he he uh took a Snapchat of buddy uh number and put it on Yeah, like that man literally just did a lot. I'm surprised the con- the contract tweets are still there. But if you read the contract like if you took time at least somebody did a summary of it, it says a lot. And it's just, I'm at a point when it comes to him, it's just, I get the fight. And this goes for you as well. That's why I think you should definitely, like, look hard into it. But, like, it's just, I get what he's saying with artists, like, how important it is to own your masters. Because, like, literally, and to make sure you have ownership of your shit. Because I feel like that's super important. But, um... It's just for me, I just hope it's a fight for everybody and not just Kanye. That's just mm-hmm. my thing. Because it's a good fight. It's a good platform to stand on and a good thing to fight for. But yeah. I want him I want him to be as transparent as possible. Because it's like it's dope that you're showing your contract. But what about the people in good music? What's Pusha T contract like? What's... I think Big Sean's still with uh, good music. What's his contract? What's Common's yeah. contract looking like? What's Sci-Fi the Prince? Sci-Fi the Prince's contract? All them niggas, what they contracts looking like? Because if they don't own their masters, then you're no better to me, at least. That's just how I view it and stuff like that. But it's a good fight to stand for. Like It's a really, really good fight to stand for. A uh, topic like this deserves like dang near episode in itself, and also probably we'll need like a good entertainment lawyer to talk to us with, so uh, that'd be something for a later day. But I support Kanye in this venture. I hope it goes uh-huh. well. I really do because this is something that's big for uh, music artists everywhere to own their masters. Like it shouldn't be a battle for artists to learn to earn to to not earn but yeah to earn their their work to get full yeah, ownership the, the of their music is that, the thing about it is when like if a artist like if i was to sign to a label and i was gonna own my master recordings like i would have like an upper hand basically 
Yeah. And nine times out of ten, they wouldn't they wouldn't want that. Depending on who you sign with, you know what I'm saying? Like that'd probably be a deal breaker though. If you want to still you want to own your own your masters, that'd probably yeah, break be a deal breaker. Especially for a bigger label. Like yeah. for yeah, for a bigger label, it's extremely tough to like like no nah, bro we need that because like that's royalties like we could split the royalties and stuff like that but like no nah, like we'll need more out of you so uh-huh. it's one of those it's a really deep process to really break down and it's something that i'm sure we both gonna study a little bit more and we'll talk about for a later episode but like i also would like somebody like a entertainment lawyer to break everything down as well or a music manager. So, hey, if you get your manager to talk about it, she might be able to explain a little bit more to us as well. Uh, and yeah. for the people, too. Like, I feel like this is a very... Like, we can go really dive deep into this. But, uh, but yeah, like, I appreciate the fight, Kanye. Keep, like, do it. Do what you gotta do. Uh, I don't think they're gonna murder you for, like, they think... Like, you think you are, but I respect it. I respect it. So, um, anything else we need to, uh, oh yeah, Tory Lanez admitted to shooting Meg. He was off the Henny, man. It's not an excuse. He claimed he, claimed he was off the Hen dog. Yeah, I you was like, saying? yeah, for me, it's just like, gee, okay. <laughs> like, I heard of people get into fights when they off the drink, but not shooting somebody twice in the foot. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of like, specific bro. if you think about it. Like, come on, bro. Like, you like, specifically aimed for both feet so she couldn't walk. Exactly. And then the police proceeded to make her walk. Like, what the fuck? She shot in the foot, nigga. Yeah. That pissed like, me off. Yeah, so it's one of those things, G definitely one of those things uh weird things but it doesn't justify you for him to literally text her and say hey i was drunk not an apology or nothing like that but like gee you still shot her bro because she didn't want to hang out with you no more you have to hold that and anybody still caping for it we might have to duke it out but main lesson in all of this is brothers make black women feel safe that should be the lesson that should be the wave i shouldn't have to say this but brothers protect black women 2020 do better that should be the wave um and then last piece of music news i feel like that's worth talking about before we get into it because like i feel like we're about to really dive really deep into the chicago talk but uh, mm-hmm. Cardi B and uh, Offset have officially filed for a divorce. Well, Cardi B has filed for a divorce. Uh, Offset is contesting it. Um, I didn't know you could contest a divorce, but hmm. it's gangster. That is, hey, you got money. I guess you can. But point all in <laughs> all of this is just Cardi B is fed up. And pretty much, I'm not mad at her. Like, I actually thought that shit was fake when I first saw it. Me too. But once I actually saw, like, it was legit, legit, there's court files and stuff, Mm -hmm. it'd be that way. So, with that being said, I applaud Cardi B uh, for literally, like, being fed up. 
Like, no woman should have to sit and get cheated on countless times by your husband. Countless times. And then the fact well, that... you went to that kind of thing. Exactly. It's something like, if you, that's, if you went to it, that's, hey, that's your personal choice. But my thing is, is this, though. <laughs> this is my thing. The fact, I, the deal breaker, I think it was the fact that uh, this time when he got caught cheating, now there's a baby on the way. So, uh... You gotta hold that, my brother. But who got who got a baby on the way? Uh, Offset. Cardi B is pregnant. No, Offset, again? no Offset. Like the chick, the chick he cheated on this time who has a baby on the way. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wasn't well, Shorty uh crying? She had a video like apologizing. Yeah. That that's why. I'm like, wow. like you gotta hold that, bro. Like you definitely gotta hold that. Um definitely so, change of the game. Yep. So you took it there, bro. Uh the people that's caping though. You got the weirdos saying, Well, WAP didn't save the marriage and crap like that. I'm like, bro, do you not understand the fact that he knew what he was getting himself into? That Cardi B is a very openly ratchet former stripper. Who raps about certain stuff and literally like, gee, this is nothing, no different than anything else like we've seen before. It's like Bobby Brown knew that goddamn Whitney Houston was a crackhead, but he still was married to said crackhead. You know, know what you're getting yourself into. Man. Yeah, you know what you're getting yourself into. Like, hey, like we don't know. We're, look, we're on the outside looking in. But from the outside looking in, we know all the offsets trash and that stuff. And she's the one that filed. If literally it was the fact that if offset was the one to do it, then okay, we'd be like, okay, what happened? But it's Cardi that filed. And I think people need to stop being dumbasses when it comes to this. Yeah. So. But yeah, so, uh, hey, man. Uh, the man needs to start getting ready to pay for that child support and uh, uh spousal support. Hold that L, my brother. Uh, it just be that way sometimes. It really just do be that way sometimes. Cardi's back on the market. A, hit my DMs. One <laughs> hundred. Hit my DMs. Hey, but uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into our main main discussion of the week. And that is the Chicago, the history of Chicago rap. We're gonna go from the, and we're gonna talk about what inspired this shit, which was that goofy ass top one hundred list. Um, I need to find it. Actually, I don't know why I don't have it up. But while we, I can send it to you if you want me to. Yeah, send it to me. Yeah. So right. as we look at this list, we're also gonna talk about the hit, the go back in time, and what what caused it. Shout out to this hip-hop class I took at Columbia. And I'm surprised that I remember a decent amount of stuff as well. Because when I was looking at notes and stuff to go back to from articles, I was like, oh, I remember a decent amount of this shit. And also just stuff that I just happened to grow up on and stuff that we learned over time. So, man, it was two different lists. Oh, wait, here it go. Okay. But, yeah. So, overall, we're going to hit you with everything. We're going to hit you with the past, the present. And potentially in the future. But this is what caused us to actually just go ahead and talk about this list. So, 
some asshole and multiple assholes at that because it's like three different lists out here decided to make a list of top 100 Chicago rappers. There was artists. It was a various monks. But and some and to me, these lists were pretty damn disrespectful to some all time legends, goats of Chicago yeah. rap scene and stuff of the sort. But point point is, and all of this is just a simple fact that G. It's a simple fact that altogether, this is some bullshit. <laughs> it really is. So the one the one list then that so far, but this one list made by oh who OU famous TV. That's a horrible name, but he made a list top Chicago top one hundred Chicago artists. For one, the name 100 Chicago Artists, at that point, eventually, you're just going to start naming niggas and putting them on places. That just keeps Yeah, you got to take some it takes some time to go over 100 Chicago Artists and rate them. Exactly. You know how much care it takes to even decide who's going to be number 100? <laughs> exactly. Like, like, bro. Like, when niggas Little are Little JoJo was at 63. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. But <laughs> That's so random. It is. Like, you could do 50, I would have respected it more. You, but to me, once a list gets past Dick 20... Dick is 39, bro. If, if any music list, you're going beyond... Once you go beyond 20 with music list, you're just naming stuff. Because when it comes to music, oh. it's just so subjective. So... Lupe Fiasco yeah. is 23. Twister is 24. Matter of fact, oh. we're going to start naming this list. Okay. <laughs> Kanye being number one... That's no argument. Like in terms yeah, of just, I'm cool with that. That that's that's not an argument. Head at however you feel about Kanye the person, cool. But the artist, he is our goat of the city. He is our goat. Dirk, okay, subjective. Well, on how high he is to me. Chief Keef three, a little like I'm not mad at that. Herbo, too high. Chance, too high. King Von. Look, I do not want to get murdered, but I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, Juice World, cool. Jeremiah, yes. Polo G, no, too high. Ludfo, no. No, that's your top ten. That's the top ten, G. That's the top ten. That's disrespectful. It's hell. Now, Art Kelly. It's on this, like, Art Kelly's on this list. Art Kelly should be number two. If we're talking bars. strictly artists, Art Kelly should be, matter of fact, should be number one. But that nigga's a pedophile. Yeah, man. Sylvester kind of shot himself in the Sylvester foot. Sylvester shot him, himself in the foot. But, gee, we're not about to disrespect who technically is probably one of the greatest artists of our time. But in, in this type of situation. He's number one, undisputed. Like, to me, you don't even need to rank him. You just put all, like, don't need to be listed. Robert, that's all you had to do. But to have him not in the top ten is disrespectful. Uh, 600 Breezy, what the hell? Hypno Carlito, that nigga disappeared. Cowboy, I don't um, know who the hell the that way, is. By the way, whoever made this list, motherfucker only got 206 followers on Twitter. And look, bro, people, 
weak as hell, bro. They just be posting random shit. Like, I I'm swear. looking at their page right now. Wow. Uh, yeah. let, so, I'm just going to keep naming people. Number 16, Lil Reese. 17, Trench Mob. I don't know who the hell that is. Number 18, El Hitter. That's a nigga that Cottrell listened to. I don't know who the hell that is. Queen Key. I never heard a song. All I know is she got pregnant. Uh, C. Dot Honcho. Respect. He went to Kiri. Famous Dex. Fuck him. 22. Some dude named Timo. I don't know who the hell Timo is. Number 23 being Lupe Fiasco, G. Unless you're just trying to be generous and put him at number 23 because he's the GOAT MC. Cool. But that nigga is top five. Yeah, Lupe Fiasco Twister should be should be a lot higher on this A list. lot higher. A lot higher. F- King Louie should be around. King Louie, Chief Keith, Herb, and Dirk, all of them should be in the same, should be in the same, like right next to each other. Damn near, yeah. Almost damn near. Uh, Number 25 is Duck. Come on, okay. Uh, If we're naming 25, this is when you start naming people at this point. Number 26, a nigga named Ty Money. I don't know who the hell that you are. Number 27, Saba. He had a good project a couple years ago. Respect. 28, Lil Bibby. Higher. 29, Lil Zay Osama. Who the fuck are you? Number 30, Young oh, that's, Chop. Uh, that's, dude, that's dude with the tight pants. That's a lot of niggas. Well, I mean, like the, it was a, a picture of him with tight pants. He made, a, he made that song... Uh, Damn, what was that song here? You know, you know him if you heard the song, bro. He made that song. Uh, God damn, I can't think of that song. I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm gonna keep going though. Number thirty being Young Chop. I'm gonna keep it G real. Anytime I heard Young Chop rap on a song, I immediately turned it off. Thirty-one, Fredo. Okay, thirty-two, King Louis. King Louis being number thirty-two is probably the most disrespectful thing next to Lupe because Louis does not get enough love and respect, G. He does not get enough love and respect. Number 33, 4. Look, man. He can tattoo his ass off. But as a rapper, he's okay at the very best. Number 34, Tink. She should be higher. Number 35, Bump J. I'm sorry. Bump J, would, would, if did not go to jail, he would have he would have put the Chicago streets on blast before, uh, before Keith and them did. 36, Memo 600. Number 37, Doe Breezy. Number 38, Taylor Bennett. Number 39, Vic Mensa. Look, man, love or hate Vic Mensa, he should be higher. Number 40, exactly. Katie Got Bands. Common is number 57, bro. What the fuck? And look, bro. Uh, Fresh Waters. I don't know who the hell they are. Zyboys. Who I don't know who the hell he is. Valley being 43 is disrespectful because that nigga literally... Had had one. Drake copied his flow. Yeah. Come on, bro. Number forty-four, Prince Easy. I don't know who the hell that is. Number forty-five, Tuki. Number forty-six, Rocky Fresh. He should be a little higher. Forty-seven, Buka six hundred. Forty-eight, Rondo number nine. Number forty-nine, Legato. That's a weak ass name. Number fifty, Boss Top. Number fifty-one, Shana, bro. Shauna needs to go up higher solely because she because give me some head was a fire track. Oh, Elgato, that's the dude that uh, I was at. I went to McDonald's one night in a drive through, and I was listening to my beats. 
And then the dude had he had gave him my food or whatever. He was like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you know a nigga who got a studio? This is on Seventy Ninth, on Seventy Ninth in Washington." He like, "You know a nigga that got a studio around?" I'm like, "Hell no!" Nah. I asked him. He was like, "Hell." No. <laughs> and then he because he heard me listen to my music, and so we were like, "Well, I'm sorry, you know somebody?" He's like, "No," nah, but uh, he know his one of his homies was Elgato or whatever, and so he told me to look him up, and. I looked him up and I was like, oh shit, this nigga, he kind of he kinda decent. I ain't gonna lie, he, he kind of, he's just, yeah, all right. All right, but um, 52, Bandman Capo, 53, Young Pappy, number 54, L.A. Capone, 55, Kosher TG. I don't know who the hell that is. Pappy should be higher. Pappy should be higher. Pappy should all, definitely but... be higher. Uh, 56, Edi. I think he followed me on Twitter at one point. Comment being 57 is very disrespectful. 58, YP. 59, Big K Beezy. I don't know who the fuck that is. Number 60, Sasha Go Hard. 61, Rico Reckless. Number uh, 62, uh, Z Money. Um, Dante got a song with Sasha Go Hard. I know, I, know, I, know, I know Sasha Go Hard. I know who she is, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I know. Sasha Go Hard works with, is willing to work with people. So, uh, 62 Z Money, 63 Lil Jojo. I'm sorry, Lil Jojo should be a little higher. Uh, Sydney Austin. I don't know who the hell that is. Do or die being 65 is disrespectful. It's hell. That's those are some OGs, bro. 66 J Rod Seven. Why does why do these niggas got 007 names, bro? Um, PBG Chemo, King Ace. Mick Jenkins, he should be higher. No name should be higher. Roger, the broker, smiles, Coca, Lil Duke, Louis one of one. Nigga, what? That's his, Louis uh, one of one. Just Ooh, blow, G money, iconic, Roy Smooth, Lil Keisha, Kirk Louis, Bart Fitzpatrick. I have a feeling dude is white. Sleaze, Bodil, Lamron, Booney Moe. Thank you, Ellie. Sante. Why is corporate on here? Corporate, he rap. I know he, he rap, rap, but gee. Come on, man. Hardhead pronto. Hey, he, he be pushing his shit, man. He, he push it, but it don't mean he good. Uh, <laughs> Prince Dre. Big Chris. No, that's not me. Wicked. The Weird God. Young Famous. King Diesel. Sinatra's. Kinetic. Kinetic? Lil Randy. Noza Jordan. This list is ass. Matter of fact, I got. Let me use the soundboard real quick. This, I feel like this is perfect. What the hell's going on? <laughs> bro, look. You suck, bro. You suck, bro. I'm going to just tell you the truth. Like, there's never a moment where you said something and we was like, ooh, bars. <laughs> this list is really horrible. It's really bad. Like, like, gee. Noah Jordan is a Bolivian-American recording artist based out of Chicago. His music blends elements of hip-hop, R&B, alternative rock, and pop all into one. Artistic palette. Who is that? Hey man, I I googled him. He popped up, so Wait, he must googled be doing who? something. Like, who who you googled? That was the last dude. Oh. That was a Jordan. 
I guess, bro. Look, man, I'm, some of these dudes, I'm. If you listen to this podcast and I disrespect you, I just don't know who the hell you are. I don't. I, I'm not gonna sit there and say you suck. I just don't know who you are, and it's fine. Like you may one day work with the homie. We might meet in the studio one day. I apologize to your face if you feel a type of way. But I'm just letting you know now. Yeah, I know how it is, though. I'm just know like, why. I'm like, like, gee, I feel like a. Most of this list is niggas that he just recently just looked up Chicago artist names and just threw them in there. Well, it's a media page, so it's kind of like, you know, how we doing or whatever. So, yeah, it just looks like, bro. But I mean, obviously, I mean, but yeah, that may be the case, bro. But like, you can't be biased. Like, if we was to do a top 100, we couldn't be biased, bro. No. Like, Common being number 57? Common is an OG OG. He's an OG. Honestly, because you got to think about, and this is why we was going to go into, like, the history of Chicago music. You got to think about the eras that really put Chicago on the map. You feel me? And so when when it comes down, that's why I said motherfuckers like L.A. Capone, Young Pappy, uh, Young Chop, King Louie, Herb. Chief Keith, they should all be they should all be right next to each other, bro, because we put drill is drill put Chicago on the map, bro. After after drill got crazy, everybody was trying to be like Chicago, bro. And that's no cap. I don't care if somebody come up on here and say I'm blind. I don't care, bro. Drill lit Chicago up. Chief Keith turned Chicago up, bro. Can't yep. sit here and lie. Like motherfuckers wouldn't even be on right now if it wasn't for Chief Keith, bro. Yep. I sound like I sound like Buddy who was in the car. <laughs> I sound like folks, but like it's real though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not even just Chief Keith though. I'm, I'm saying that whole era though. The drill everybody era was, on, was different. Everybody was on YouTube, bro. Everybody was on YouTube. YouTube world star videos, like bro. niggas was dropping videos. Niggas was recording videos on their phone. I had niggas coming to me talking about some shoot my video for me. I'm like, bro, who the fuck is you? You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, everybody was trying to do it, bro. Like, I swear. But we'll get to that shortly. So, we're going to go ahead and hit the history of Chicago music first. Now, I ain't going to sit here and give you guys a history lesson. But, Chicago has a very deep music scene, in ter- especially in terms of, like, music as a whole. We got, R- we got singing-ass niggas, R&B, and we got the GOAT in terms of the Nasty Man. We're not gonna say his name no longer on this podcast. The nasty man. Say but, the nigga with the uh, say the nigga with the the Ninja Turtles headband. That guy, the nick the okay. nigga with the Zorro the Zorro uh, mask on and shit, man. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, nasty man, G. So nasty man is come on, bro. In terms, I of mean, that, I was like, I was recently watching Trap in the Closet, like, yes, a couple days ago. Look, man, it's not the wrong with la- that shit. Is a I comedy. Was, I was cracking up. That shit was so funny, bro. Look, man. <laughs> so, like, we it was just we, in my head. Like, it was, no, I don't blame. Gee, it's no shame. I just can't listen to the music, but I can listen to Trap in the Closet. That shit's a that's that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> it is, but. We have a very rich history, man. We got the singing niggas. We we got rap. Rap really came to be, but I feel like regardless, Chicago is going to be our our music scene. Really started off because of the house music scene, and still is to this day. Mm-hmm. Like house music is literally 
the 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 literally the gym of Chicago. It's one of our gyms. Like rap really didn't start getting big until in Chicago until the nineties. But house music yeah. was hit in the seventies, eighties, nineties, until this goddamn day. To this day. So That's right. like literally that we have a house freaking house Chicago house picnic. We have one of those, G. I'm at the age where it's appropriate for me to go. It's only right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, come on, G. So, like, bro. So, when you think of Chicago, like, house is definitely the face. Then, And then we got the smooth joints, the singing joints, and we step to it, G. We step. Yeah. It's, it, literally, once you hit a certain too. age in Chicago, as a Chicago nigga, you literally just learn how to step magically. You just grab a chick by the wrist and you just know how to step. If if you don't know it, learn it at a young age, it just magically hits you at a certain age. Plain and simple. I think I think every Chicago native is born with that in them. Like if you play some stepping music and you just move, you're gonna end up stepping. <laughs> exactly. It just hits. But it's like if you never just learn like for me. I just it just magically hit the I'm like oh I can step now. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh I can step. <laughs> but like it helps me. Yeah, you were stepping into what annoying. Exactly. Right. I was. I was for a little bit. I felt uncomfortable. But like once I got out, like, hey. But it, it hey, it be that way. So we got yeah, that. And then we got and then rap started coming in in the late eighties, nineties to what we got today. We have a very rich music scene that is still very young in itself. Very young. But it's yeah. rich to us. Like, we cherish our music. Like, we cherish it. We cherish the sounds and everything, bro. That's why when certain stuff we talk about, like, the drill scene and all of that and how it is today, we take that shit to heart. To heart, yeah. because other niggas out here claiming it, but we birthed it. Chicago's the birth, birthing of a lot of places. Let's just keep it real. Burst, we literally birthed that shit, bro. Exactly. Like, we did. So that's the slight history of what we got music in, musically. But we're gonna focus more on the rapping side of things. So in terms of rapping. Like, literally, for Chicago to really get on rapping-wise, it took years. And when I was taking my music history class, my hip-hop history class at Columbia, it was something that was, like, stressed early on was just, like, how the Chicago music scene was handled, especially in terms of rap, because it was just like, gee, we couldn't get nobody on. But it would be like one person has to be on at a time, damn near, when you think about it. And which kind of led to a mindset of like how like the Chicago rap scene, why nobody really put nobody else on because it was just like nobody else could get on for Chicago except more than like two people at one time. Or you had to get be rebranded from elsewhere mm-hmm. for it to work. So like, hold on. So like we had a scene for the longest in the 80s. And all that, but it really did not blow up until like Common 
a common crucial conflict and do or die and twister were literally like the first legit mainstream people to make it and all of that and if you argue about crucial conflict and do or die being mainstream but they had they were well known enough like hey by crucial conflict is a huge huge freaking record and i listen to it Uh to this day do or die popent with with twister rides to this day Oh, Very yeah. small oh, rap yeah. track. <laughs> That's why I was so mad, bro. Man, look. Yeah, that's fine. I ain't gonna go on a tangent. Go ahead. But go ahead and keep on going. But yeah. So though and then also the brat. The brat is also from here. But once again, she was somebody that was rebrand like I didn't know the brat was from Chicago until I found out Lisa Ray was her sister. And then I was like, oh, Lisa Ray's from Chicago, so that means the Brett's from Chicago. Oh, she's from Chicago. I didn't know. She was brand I didn't know that until you told me. See? <laughs> I, did, I honestly didn't know that. I ain't going to lie. See? And, like, I ain't even gonna lie. but she was branded as an ATL rapper. That's the wild thing. Like, if the average person did not know. And so, yeah. They, but they were, those were, those five were the original faces of, A, these are the mugs from Chicago who actually got stuff that went to a national level. Like, it was some other dudes who were never, who were very hippity-hoppity and shit, but we don't got time to talk about them right now. But they were the faces of, A, these are the mugs from Chicago who's out here doing it. So, from, and they carried it on from, and that was from the 90s. Now the two thousands come along, we have Twister still is in the scene, Common is still very present, the brat faded away slightly, uh Crucial Conflict and uh Do or Die Gone, and then some of the little low key motherfuckers that we really don't give a fuck about. No offense to the low key motherfuckers we don't give a fuck about. It's just literally we we don't want to extend too much on history. We wanna give you guys the ideal. But then but 2000s come along, and we have, with with Twister and Common still being very prevalent, Kanye starts coming into the picture, and Common, I mean, yeah, I mean Kanye starts coming into the picture, and we start seeing other like very lyrical ass Chicago niggas like GLC, Consequence, them niggas were starting to get a, a slight buzz off Kanye because they worked heavily with him wrote for him as well so mm-hmm. so kanye literally became like the legit face of chicago musically r kelly is still there but well i mean, i said i wasn't gonna say his name again nasty man was still there but mm-hmm. this is the problem that a lot of people had with nasty man he was the biggest thing here in the city he never put nobody else on and to me, that's his. He has crimes. He's in jail for those now. But as an artist, outside of the being a nasty son of a bitch, his biggest crime is never putting nobody else on. That's his biggest crime, is never putting nobody else on. And. Around that time, Chicago really had a crabs in the barrel mentality where nobody wanted, 
people was going to always get dragged down. And it was really one of the most yeah. unfortunate situations that yes. that happened. Everybody trying to get on. It was like Chicago was such a Chicago was such a special thing. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a blessing and a curse at the same time because you got everybody wants the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? So niggas ain't finna you know put you on because I might be putting on the next best thing. You feel me? And exactly. Motherfuckers ain't long. Motherfuckers are gonna forget about me and woo woo woo. So it's like it's crazy. It's not like well places like you know Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Where everybody like puts each other on and shit like that. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah, and I would say presently Chicago is has done a lot better, a lot better, but we still have ways to go because literally drill kind of birthed that era of like we putting others on but we'll get to that shortly so rewinding back so 2000s or i also said kanye lupe also enters the fold as well and at this point we have kanye lupe the low-key niggas of glc consequence you have the image of literally you have a image of literally being a conscious city if you like literally conscious rap city because kanye at it still was very conscious rapping like very knowledgeable knowledgeable raps and stuff like that lupe conscious as hell lyrical as hell common conscious especially at this point conscious lyrical as hell and all of that and even like some of the people who's underground and I'm gonna mention a few names like Mickey Halstead, who allegedly ghost wrote for Lil Wayne. We're gonna give mm-hmm. you your credit, bro, if you listen to this. Also check out Mickey Grill, uh Mickey Halstead's uh restaurant G. That shit slaps. It's on uh somewhere on Cottage Grove near eighty seven Cottage Grove. Fire as hell. Mickey's Rich Retro Grill or something like that. You could door dash it. But my man's Mickey Halstead, I was listening to him. I think he even had music that was on Madden or NBA Live or something like that. He was very, he was out here like that. Oh, we yeah. gotta talk about, and we had honestly, it would be unfair not to also talk about Bump J as well. Who, there was a point where Bump J was supposed to be. This is, I think, around before Lupe, but right around the time Kanye started getting his buzz. But Bump J was supposed to be the next big street rapper. But he ended up going to jail and 50 Cent became that person because they ended, cause they were try- either going to sign either or to Aftermath mm-hmm. or Interscope, whatever the hell it was. It was going to be either or. Bump J stayed his ass in the streets, took the fall, ended up in prison for a decent amount of time. So, that shit crazy. Exactly. Like, when I heard that story, I was like, gee, that's crazy because I remember and once again Bump J was another nigga who was had his uh songs and stuff on uh on EA Sports titles and stuff on video games and stuff. He was getting on through that. That's how I was familiar with his name and I was checking out his music at a young age and I was like, yo, I'm the Bump J and I found out they got arrested. I was like, God damn it. So like imagine if Bump J got the fifty cent push. 
Like shit would have been way different, bro. Exactly. So that situation, you gotta think back on like if you're the head of a major record label, you're about to give this dude the world. The world. And you pick between him and fifth. You see what happened to 50? But if you could imagine, because Bump J had really was really had Chicago on lock. He was the voice of the streets down there. But it was also like that nigga in the streets too. But we're not gonna put his personal business out there like that. But he was that nigga mm-hmm. in them streets once I started like really talking to cousins and stuff about like yo, we'll have the bump J and stuff like that. He was that nigga in the streets. Exactly. So you so yeah, if you're a major record exec, you like, yo, these Chicago niggas are a different freaking breed. We really don't want to mess with them like that. That's just keep it safe. Let's stick with the conscious niggas. Let that be their image. Let that be their image. So, so yeah. So, at this point, most of the 2000s, we know what Chicago's known for. But also, we got to mention people like Shauna as well. And Shauna had a hit record. But guess what? She was branded as an Atlanta artist because of her association with Disturbing the Peace and uh ludicrous so when getting some head came out we're sitting like oh yeah but i didn't know shine from chicago until literally a few years ago I was, honestly I was, that was that'd be one of my fears bro like getting on and not really motherfuckers not knowing where i'm really from because <laughs> i don't really see myself staying in chicago i don't know how it's gonna happen but, you know, eventually I'll I, I'm, I'm fuck around, move around somewhere, you know what I'm saying? You never know. But, like, it's like, you, it's a it's also, like, a thing from back then. Now it's a little bit different. So it's, it's way different now. So, but, uh, but, yeah. So we had Shauna who had a hit record. But at this point, Kanye, Lupe, Common, Jamie Foxx is from here too, so Jamie Foxx literally had his run too. So, yeah, and that was what late two thousand. So, so yeah, so two thousands. That was that's what we had. Twister still was around, making random records with people. Uh, st- st- still re- pretty respected, relevant. Then we still, and then on top of it, we had Kanye being blowing up to like upper echelon tier. And he always made sure he looked out for the city and all that. And it was seen. And when we enter the modern era, which is the drill plus chance in them era, those were fruits of what Kanye did. It's a lot of fruits of what Kanye did for the city. And when people say Kanye ain't put nobody on, he helped. He may not been in the city enough, but he did enough. Because the people who stayed, like the people like Rhinefest, and once again, that goes Ryan Fest, Lupe, who stuck around and he was in good, good, good uh, relationships with. They did their part to start grooming the next group. But at the same time, as we entered 2010 and 2011, more as the start, that's when drill started slowly, slowly started getting a, a thing going. 2012 was when the shit just blew up all over. Like, that's when it, sh- it just blew up. Like, 2012 was wild, bro. But, like, Keith, all them 300 dudes, 
six the six hundred, the BDK, the BDs, all of them, like G, that era, King Louis. They started really getting their thing going around twenty eleven, but it blew up. It really just blew up in twenty twelve. That's when I think like when don't like hit world star. I will never forget the first time I saw Don't Like Video. I was We was at church. This is hilarious. It was after church on a Wednesday. And Vernon was showing me and Cottrell. I was like, yo, why are these dudes grouped up in, with, no, with their shirts, shirts off like this? This ain't it. It looked fun, though. It did it look fun. Niggas was teased, bro. Like, bro. Tell me they weren't teased. Exactly. And, but over time... Somebody like me who really, like, at the time, I wasn't really trying to check for who coming from Chicago at the time. Damn, he wasn't? At the time. At the time. At that, like, I want to say it was just, like, I haven't heard nothing that really, like, oh, Uh my God, you know. But, like, because I really wasn't really, like, I didn't really take our street sound serious until then. So, and also, I was in my first year of college, so... I was all in that hip. I, w- I think I was I was on the verge of breaking my hippity hot phase. That's what it was. I was on the verge of breaking my hippity hot phase. Like I would like I always had like it was always lingering around, but that was when I was knee deep in hippity hop and I was on the verge of breaking it. And when I started actually checking out, what really made me just really listen to drill music super seriously was when I heard Val Venus by Ke- uh, by uh King Louis. Oh, it was King Louis for you? For me, it was King Louis. That's why I stand strong as a King Louis stand to, for, to this day. Because when oh, I heard yeah. about Venus, I was like, yo, this hit. You know, what, bam <laughs> and stuff. And also, shout out to my homie Kia. At this time, she was literally interviewing niggas, rappers and stuff. So, like, she was out here in the field. She interviewed King Louis. And that's that's when I first started. I'm like, okay, hold on. I might, actually might have to check these people out, dude. And then I actually you listened know who to it was for me. Who was it? It was when Herb and Bibby dropped uh, "Play They Roll." Woo! Look at that later. That's what it was. We'll, we'll get me, to bro, that later. Honestly, I was just like you, bro. Like, cause you know, I was I, honestly, I, I was rapping and shit. Yeah. But I was like, I was on some naive shit. You know what I'm saying? I was tweaking. Like, I was mad as hell. But man, I'm raw as hell with niggas over here. Woo! Being a little hoax. <laughs> But I eventually grew out of that, and I was fucking with Chief heavy, like you know what I'm saying. But when I heard uh, when I heard play their role by Herb and Bieber, I went, like, "This shit way too cold, bro." I was low key kind of saucy. <laughs> I was like, "Raw as hell, bro." They, they, After that, it was over with. Like we'll get to them because I I consider Bibby and Herb like the second wave of drill niggas, but the OGs yeah. was. Louis was the OG. O- Louis was like the, like the Godfather. That's like when he calls up the God of Drill, he literally is the God of Drill. He birthed the sound. Then you got Keith, who is literally who was the star. He was like, he was literally the star. It was like okay, you gotta look at, you gotta look at King Louis like Magic Johnson. He made he made basketball super mainstream and cool and all of that. Matt, then you got Jordan, who was Keith. He came in and literally took it to a whole nother level. Like, he 
took the sound, him and Young Chop took the sound, made Don't Like, and think and the city was never the same since. It was yeah, never the same since. And this is and then you got and then you got Reese, you got uh Dirk, JoJo was in there, Pappy was in there. If I'm missing anybody, in terms of like the people who just like who just had the streets buzzing. Uh, L.A. Capone. L.A. Capone. Yeah, those were the main drill um, niggas. Also, in this process, in the in the midst of this, he wasn't a drill artist, but uh, my boy Drake's number one fan. Uh. Oh, Spenzo. Spenzo, G. Spenzo was like, Spenzo was not on that list, which is disrespectful. Wifer alone. Look, man. Spenzo was not a drill nigga. But Wifer was was a vibe, my nigga. You want to see. Pause on that. Pause on that. Pause on that. Please answer me this question, Chris. What went harder, bro? Was it go in or understand me? Which one went harder, bro? I love to understand me. Come on, G. What the? I knew you was going to say that, bro. I love understand go me. In, <laughs> go in, go way harder than understand me, bro. I be trying to tell niggas, G. Oh, look, man. Understand me. Go like, in was way harder than understand me. Go in was bro. good. But understand me, G. That Like, G. I. I was look, man. Look, Spencer man. had this. was going crazy, bro. He, I don't know what happened to him, bro. Like literally, Spenzo the fact that wild. he really, he, the fact that he didn't blow up in the midst of it, because like he was, he had hits. He was on the way, bro. Like he was, he was on the right track, G. He was like, literally on the right track. If he kept doing what he was doing, bro, Spencer was, he would still be popping today, bro. I, I mean, he would, bro. No, I agree. Like. Because the thing is, he was the safe bet. He had hits. He had bangers. He he was a good artist. You didn't have to worry about him being in the streets like that. But yeah. he, he just never, it never worked. Now he's known as the greatest Drake stand of all time. Which is cool, man. Which Drake is cool. Nigga, but, but like, gee, it don't mean nothing if you're not actually hanging out with Drake. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Like, like you think that man is signed to OVO, but um, but yeah, but back, but yeah, so, but yeah, like them, them five niggas, uh, though, had had the drill scene on lock, but Keith literally took it to a whole different level, like a whole different level, bro, like, like the streets was buzzing, <laughs> like twenty twelve. When when it when it when it went wild, it wasn't just the streets that was buzzing. Guns were blasting too. Oh yeah, that's that, that's that, a damn show. That was a wild summer. We we were we lived it. Uh, we lived that. <laughs> <laughs> People died. <laughs> Man, it was crazy, bro. Niggas was dropping left and right, bro. People died. That was also somewhere little JoJo died, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no that wasn't the died, summer, bro. but like around that time, like it was the fall, I believe. 
but that happened. Like that was a like, gee, that era was a very nasty era. But all them GBE three hundred dudes were buzzing. People wanted to work with them, bro. People wanted to work mm-hmm. with them. Everybody wanted to be associated with Chicago at that point, G. Thought. Thank you, Chief Key, for creating the word thought. But goddamn you, bro. If you were to tell me that was going to be the the most blown up word of all time, it, it, G. I would have told you to copyright that shit, man. I wish he did. God damn. Y'all need to learn when Lil Wayne created bling. Come on, bro. Like this. In Chicago, known for creating lingo, bro. We... Like God, we are the birthplace of the culture, G. I'm probably going to name this episode "Chicago's the birthplace of the culture." And if you have a problem yeah, with that, it. hold my nuggets. Yeah, problem that fight me, bro. Exactly, G. So, <laughs> but literally, like Keith had it buzzing. Finally, Rich came out. Uh, Reese tape went crazy. Dirk Dirk uh was kept had his uh singles out. Uh. Then more people started coming out. Then in the midst of this also, <laughs> that's when we started getting in 2013. That's when Bi- I considered the second wave, which was Bibby and Herb uh, in them. They were the second wave of like drill niggas. And once again, <laughs> we used to play play a role like it was an anthem. Yeah, that was an anthem. G. Them, them horns, G, was different, G. I was trying to find the instrumentals for that song for the longest, bro. I swear. It like, bro. Like, whoo, that was a time, bro. Like, that was a time. Uh, but in the midst of this, that's Ooh. when uh, the, the I call them the, the seeds of Kanye started to blossom. Uh, and that we call, and also because of, it was a program that was in Harold Washington where uh, artists were able to record their music and stuff. That's where Chance, Vic Mensa, the Mick Jenkins of the world started really popping up as well. And at this point, Chicago really started having a huge, this is probably the biggest like rap renaissance we ever had during 2012 through 2014. A lot of people were trying to be rappers, but there were the select few who we knew were out here, G. Like we actually had a mm-hmm. Chicago club and everything. I remember, like our like I I befriended a lot of people during this time time frame of just like seeing people trying to come up as rappers and some who who didn't blow up, some didn't, but they went on to do something else and still prospering in this thing, or they or they're still just out here, regardless, still like they still rapping. They just do it. It's just something they do on the side now. But I met a lot of dope people during this time frame through social media, going to the little rap clubs, whether it's at Columbia and stuff like that. It was a really dope time, a really dope time because because of the injection that Keith gave people was different. That was a huge injection for the city. And then like Chance showing that we all ain't street niggas and that we're safe and the stuff well, that not even it's not even just that just like it's more to be associated with when you're exactly. from Chicago like if you ain't on that drill shit that doesn't necessarily mean like that's not the only 
angle of music we have. You feel exactly. me? Exactly. It was a different side. Like, it was a different side while also telling our story as well. That's what, like, changed. Like, if you're from Chicago, you, you just inherently know the streets. Like, it's a difference. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't have to be in the streets to know the streets. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. And that's kind of like how we was. You feel like we still we still experienced everything that went on in the streets of Chicago, but we wasn't in them streets. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have a reason to do that, but like we still know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like we are educated on how to maneuver through Chicago. If a nigga tell you to check it out, you do the exact opposite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. If you see a group of niggas and you somewhere where it's like, and uh, let me walk to the next bus stop. <laughs> like it, it don't it it don't look right over here. Let me let me walk to the next bus stop. You on the red line late at night, and you see a group of niggas just running through the carts. Make sure you don't look like you got anything. <laughs> like, yeah, just, like that one, like that one summer. I don't know if it was twenty twelve or twenty thirteen when we was always outside, bro. And we we got into it every day, almost every day, G. Every single day, you know what I'm saying? But like, we was on a nine, though, so it was like, what you expect? We was asking for it. <laughs> we was asking but it was, for it. That shit was crazy. But, like, it was just like everybody who comes from Chicago in some shape, form, or fashion has experienced all that. And you're going to see that in different types of music. You feel me? So we got it with the drill. Chance, Chance gave it to us with what he, what he was doing, like, in the beginning. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he gave us yeah. like a different perspective, basically. Uh, yeah, him and Vic were the faces of like we f- we were of the streets, but we not from it. Like that, they basically. were that they were the face of like of people like us. And then, but yeah, and then you also got the Montana the Montana three hundreds out here who wish they were from here. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Exactly, we're, we're not. <laughs> But the drill scene in itself, like, that was a really fun time, Chicago musically, because it was just, it was, like, music was coming from everywhere. Everybody wanted to be associated with us in some capacity. We were, I was, in terms of the height, every way possible, Muggs was rocking with us in some capacity, mainstream-wise. And then... It chilled out eventually, but it chilled out eventually over time, especially once uh certain things happened, like Keith being banned from the city. Um, Kanye started acting like a head ass. Uh, Dirk got banned from the city. Um, and then, uh, like, Bibby and her kind of, I wouldn't say they faded. It was just a point where drill music kind of, it was like the music got too heavily associated with the violence in the city to the point where it was just like, A, we can't really put this out front in the open like that. So uh-huh. that's where people, when Chance really blew up to be the new face of Chicago, especially once Keith just kind of, I wouldn't like went away from the spotlight in a way. Cause once he moved to move to Cali, it was a different thing, but Reese still stayed. Still was dropping music here and there. Uh, Louis is still here, still dropping music here and there. Uh, and Louis has associations with Drake as well. Uh, <laughs> allegedly yeah. being a ghostwriter, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, 
but um but literally it was a point where literally until probably like three four years ago where her really just blew up again baby was really close to blowing up but that nigga decided to go to school which i'm not mad at because baby was my favorite between the two you said what? Yeah, it's like I said, which is cool because like niggas got different goals. Like exactly, motherfuckers, motherfuckers probably didn't even expect to like blow up off this shit. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? like yeah, motherfuckers probably yeah. had different goals, and this shit just ended up taking off. Yeah, they ran like, with yeah. it, and it went off and did something else. Yeah, because like the thing is, I was super smart because it's like look at it in the long term. You don't know what like the rap game could take you so far, then it, the money just stopped. So I respect mm-hmm. baby for doing that. And which honestly was the alley oop for her to blow up to to blow up honestly. And then honestly and then uh in the midst of like that, Juice World started getting a buzz and Bibby found him, passed him over to her. They did that thing and Juice World literally became like huger than anything else, even though he's a Harvey nigga. R.P. to the man, but he's still from Harvey. He still got that universal Chicago love because Harvey's mm-hmm. dang near like our South Side cousins that who's like they close enough to the hood where we accept you. It's not like Montana three hundred. Like yeah. we, we we accept you. There ain't no sunshine in Harvey. <laughs> you can't sit and tell me that you never seen the sunshine in Harvey. No. Never. Hell no. Never. So, but that happened. Polo G started to uh, come up as well uh, recently. Uh, and a few other artists as well. So, it was just like an over-the-time thing of just like Drill got a second run. Where the faces, well, I wouldn't with a Drill, but it's like the, the people who really like birthed the era either still around and hit mainstream finally, like Dirk and Dirk and Herb, honestly, and Juice World. Even though he's not associated with the sound in itself, you can argue he wouldn't be a thing if Bibby and Herb didn't invest into him. Yeah, you're right. Like you, like it's like it, it's interesting to see, like, and that's where we go into the. The culture of Chicago changed during the course of this era because we actually start seeing people put other people on. Like we legit Which is like good, mo- though, because like it was never like that. And that's it's kinda like everybody's like dream with Chicago. It's like Chicago is such a gym, but if we was more unified, you know what I'm saying, we'd be like even better. Exactly because it's so everybody. Much it's it's different because the thing about it is like motherfuckers who's not from Chicago, everybody's trying to take from Chicago. Everybody's mm-hmm. reaching in to grab on this, hop on this bandwagon, and it's like us. We doing the same thing too. We done the same thing, but like inside Chicago, you got niggas. Uh, you know what I'm saying like trying to get clout, stepping over niggas, climbing up on a ladder, climbing above motherfuckers, not putting niggas on and shit. And it's just making it's making it easier for people outside of Chicago to like take some shit and run with it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yep, because that's it's kind of irritating when you think about it. Cause it's it's like, very irritating. Like that was 
like the main thing you often heard, at least during the early times, like when the music, I, like I said, I call it a music, a music renaissance because mm-hmm. people were scared of, oh, he's not going to put me on. Oh, he's going to leave me under dirt, dust, and stuff like that. When, like, honestly, it's just the opposite ended up happening, but it was still some people who just butt hurt being from like the 2000s era and growing up in that era of like knowing people and being like, I could have been the next so-and-so, but they left me, they left me here and stuff like that. So yeah, like, it goes see, both ways too. You got like people who don't want to put you on, but then you got people who don't want to put in the work. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got, you have, you got to put the work in. Motherfuckers just can't take you somewhere. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, like you, like and like just and it just popped in my mind. But as much flack, I and I think Katie got bands blocked me on Twitter, uh, because what? I used to I roast her. <laughs> Gee, you don't understand. There was a point where she'll post a selfie, and I would roast her. G. I I was a very well, bad person. Katie got bands wasn't in this list either. She was on the list. She was. She was like in the forties or something. But uh, but Katie got bands. She's the reason she plays a role in why Cardi B blew up. They toured together. If you listen to old uh Cardi B, Cardi B tracks off her old mixtapes, she she has Katie on them. She was touring with Katie. And if you listen to how Katie raps. You can't sit and tell me on Bodak Yellow, mm-hmm. Cardi don't sound yeah, you're similar. Right. <laughs> you're right, you right though. Low keto, you right though. I ain't never really thought about it like that. Exactly. So it goes to like, was, hey. As I was listening to Bodak Yellow, I was like, this flow sounds familiar. This whole thing just sounds Even so just her tone. Like, familiar. as much as I like to sit there and crack jokes, say Katie sounds like she literally talks like a Chicago woman that smokes squares every day. I'm not lying. Mm. Also, another person that wasn't on that list, Dreezy. You gotta be fucking kidding me. I could have sworn you said Dreezy, bro. No, Dreezy was not on the list. Dreezy not on this list? Are you fucking serious? Yep. Dreezy is not on that list. And Dreezy is a great and wonderful person. Kenny actually met Dreezy. Yeah, I remember she told me. Yeah, she met Dreezy. Like, I'm, I'm hoping she kept good ties so you could take advantage of that. But, uh. Dreezy was one of them rappers, bro, when you listen to him and, like, you know it's just something different about this person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, she was cold. Yeah, she, she had, had a decent run. Of, what was it? La- either, either last year or the year before, uh, she had a really good run. But, like, the first time I actually heard Dreezy rap was on Drill Illuminati 3 by Louie. And they had a song on there together. And I was like, yo, she rapping her ass off. <laughs> rapping her ass yeah, off. Yeah, the first time I heard Dreezy, I think she did a remix to uh, Chirac. And she I, got yeah, the fuck I, I remember here. I went back and listened to that. She got off. <laughs> Yo, that just pissed me off. This list is crazy, bro. Yeah. So 
Yeah, like, and I would, I'm, I wouldn't have to say throw Dreezy in that uh wave of like new gen, like I would of the current gen. Even though like she kind of slowed down a little bit, but she has like she has stuff to work with. Like she has a hit with T Pain. Like she has that track with T Pain, which got a lot of radio play. A lot of radio play. It's a really good song. But uh Yeah, Juicy was going hard. But yeah, like it's like it's a lot of people and just seeing like where some of them are at now. Like Dirk, like we just gave Dirk his flowers a few episodes ago. But to see like Dirk is one of the OGs and of it all. The, one of the OGs. Yeah, for sure. And it took him dang near 10 years to get to where he's at now. Like, Dirk had a resurgence. Man, that's when you got to really realize, bro. Like, none of this shit was instantaneous, bro. Exactly. Sometimes right. it's a process. Like, people knew who Dirk was. But you got to remember, I think it was like almost a year, year and a half point where it was like he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Then he regrew his mm-hmm. dreads. And... He got dang near a second run. Shout out to King Von uh, tell that nigga to become straight again. Uh, <laughs> like, literally, like, and look at Dirk now. <laughs> like, one of the biggest street rappers in mainstream rap. Yeah, he still can't come home because he's also on the A, arrest that nigga list. But it's dope to see that literally, like, this dude was around Keith of them around that same time frame. And now yeah. it's like one of the faces of street rap, not just in Chicago, but mainstream. Yeah, like, for sure. And like, like it is. But the wild thing is, the wild thing is, bro. Dirk was making so much noise. You would have thought that nigga was mainstream, bro. That's there was a point where he had a Chicago. he had a slight mainstream thing, slight. Uh, because he had that track like on his first album. What was it? Remember my name or something like that? I don't remember. I think it was Remember My Name. He had a uh-huh. slight, very slight, but because, but then it just died after that because that's when he started really become very singy. And really? a lot of people wasn't messing with him. Me and cousin got to arguments about this. I was just like, like, gee, stop. <laughs> but but that's um, when it, but that's when shit kind of changed though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that's when shit really kind of changed, and it's it's kind of, it's almost like what Dirk did. It's he had to do that because he had to rebrand himself. Yeah, and you gotta do that in music. Like I had to do that, even though nobody knew who the fuck I am. <laughs> but you remember when I that's did Trouble in Paradise? Yeah, that was that was me rebranding myself. Because before that, I was a rapidly rap ass nigga. Definitely, you was. know what I'm saying. But then Trouble in Paradise, I rebranded myself. Kind of, kind of master the new lane or whatever. You feel what I'm saying? So I kind of mm-hmm. feel like that's that's kind of what Dirk had to do, though. If he was trying to be like a well-rounded artist, because you could tell like Dirk really, like he got a love for the music for real. Yeah. For real. You feel me? Like that's why. And so like, if you got a love for the music for real, you gonna end up getting into one of them, them places in life where you gotta like, I gotta do something different. Yep, definitely agree. And like that's why I'm glad like Dirk never stopped. Because if there's one thing I would say about Keith, even though he's more low-key, people still recognize the man. He The man rebranded himself as a producer and rapper. 
And people sit there like, oh, so Chief Keith don't do shit. Some people, it's like, some people got that, some people got that thing about them, though. Like, it, it comes once every blue moon. Like, Chief, Chief, he just had a whole aesthetic. He didn't even have to change shit. Nope. You feel what I'm saying? He just had to just keep doing him because he was so new and so fresh. Nobody was kind of doing that. When it comes to, like, singing and rapping shit, everybody trying to do that. So you kind of have to, like, find your own lane mm-hmm. within that to stand out. But the way Chief kind of went about it, Chief, he was just like, you know what I'm saying, the nigga that don't really give a fuck. And you hear he it don't. in his rap. You think he don't even give a fuck about rapping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He like, really don't. Like it, it was just so, it's crazy. Like, it's like one of them things that come around once in a lifetime. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, that's why, like, even though when people be shocked when, like, um, when people, like, Uzi... A lot of the the weirdo little niggas, even Triple X, R.I.P. to him, they mentioned Keith. They're like, the fuck? But it's like, if you mm-hmm. legit a music head, listen to rap. You don't, and like, you're not one of those head ass motherfuckers who just listen to what's mainstream. Keith birthed a sound. This drill era birthed a bunch of new artists. It birthed a lot of different niggas. And Keith is literally their godfather, and they know that. It takes a lot for, like, somebody to sit there and be like, gee, yeah, y'all niggas may not appreciate him now because he he's more low-key and all of that, but it's like, gee, and he don't really do this uh, mainstream stuff, but it's like, gee, this man, I looked up to this nigga. He gave me, he gave me a way to sit there and be like, yo, I could do my music like this, and it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he birthed the mum. Yeah, I hate he, to he literally call it for a lot of niggas, bro. Yeah, like I hate to talk about refer it as mumble rap, but it's like, gee, that man, the way he rapped, the way he flow, birthed a lot of people. A lot. Man, look, that whole mumble rapping shit is cap. It is like, shit, gee, like that goes back music, to the old rapidy rap music. Niggas. Yeah, music evolves. Exactly. And music is going to keep evolving. And as long as you're a student of the game, you got a love for the craft, you know what I'm saying? You are going to, you're going to like grow with it. You mm-hmm. feel me? But if you're one of them closed-minded motherfuckers that think everything has to stay the same, then you're going to miss out on like some good-ass music. You feel yep. me? That's the thing. Like, like, it's only the, mumble, the whole mumble rapping thing. I would only say it's only accurate when you can tell a nigga is just like biting another motherfucking style. Like, yep. Like you know what I'm saying. That's when it don't hit. You feel me? But like once you get, once you, you know, find your own lane and try to stand out. You, you know what I'm saying? You you, you Gucci. You know, like, yep. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but like Keith deserves his flowers. Then just seeing what, like, currently, like, Herb is one of the biggest artists out here. He lit, like, even though us Chicago niggas, we never stopped wearing ones. But, bro, other cities start re- wearing ones again, G, like, as if it was Nelly or some shit. Because all they that niggas ever talk Herb. about. Was. They need to get Herb to sponsor. They need to sponsor Herb, oh, The him, fact like, that he I doesn't go. have a Nike sponsorship is probably a crime. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, bro. That shit crazy. Like that's he can, you know how crazy a rebrand for, for like forces to be 
They rebrand him as G Fazos, bro. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That'd be so wild. Like, it's not fair. Like, that goes back to, once again, we are the culture. The We are. Plain and simple. But, like, a lot, a lot of what, like, current era, like, Chicago the past 10 years has been the, has been the culture, G. Like, we can honestly sit there and say twerking what as in G mugs really every year we was juking nigga twerking was known as juking it's not just everything it's not just music it's everything bro like it is like yeah twerking is just juking without the niggas exactly (laughs) basically y'all just say oh this nigga I twerked on this nigga I'm like nigga we we call that juking still is it never stopped (laughs) It, it never stopped so it's just like, like we have been the culture for so like this decade is probably more prevalent than ever, because it's like through social media we're able to sit there and say we did that shit. Yeah. We did that. If anything, if you from another city, and you doing like okay, this this is a new, great transition to go into like how drill has literally became worldwide. New York has to thank us. Bobby Schmurter, even though unfortunately he did get denied his parole today, you sh- it's unfortunate. It's free, free Bobby Schmurter. But gee, that 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 error that Bobby Schmurter had is because of the drill sound. We did hey, not hear shit. That, hey, you're right though. We let's keep it real. We did not. Like, okay, New York street dudes rapped about the streets. Not to the level that uh, Bobby Schmurder was, bro. Not to that level. Nah, not at all. While being lit. It was different. Like, yeah, like like they were more lyrical and all of that. Bobby Schmurder was outright telling crimes. <laughs> yeah, he was giving niggas names. <laughs> he was telling the whole deal, bro. Like, gee... It was just the main difference is like when they danced around, there was a little bit more rhythm to it. Like we just we would just lit them New York niggas. They was just some dancing ass niggas. Like I I couldn't hate, but we got we deserve our credit. Then literally we started seeing, and we was on World Star. We saw this. Them UK niggas started calling they stuff sound drill. Now even though it was a slightly different sound. That sound is still at its core, and this is what people don't Drew really want to. Ex- this Drew was people, like wait, Drew was a whole another genre. We created a whole another genre, bro. We exactly, and this thing that people miss out on. Drill was the sound of the streets of Chicago, how we told exactly. our stories. It wasn't just about the beat. It wasn't just about the instrumentals and the sound, because some of it at its core. Shout to Young Chop, shout to C Sick, and all of them dudes. They deserve their credit as well. Forgive us for not mentioning you if you listen to this podcast. But when, but like, even though, like, it's still a very, at its core in terms of if you want to call it a sound, it's a dark instrumental type sound. And yeah. what the shit that them niggas in UK made was still a very dark sound. And they were talking about dark their streets. Piano, uh, dark chords, you know what I'm saying? Hi-hats, you know what I'm saying? Snares. 
aggressive ass hi hats, bass, or eight oh eights, like Yep. You can and easily make a you easily you can easily um rep like not not replicate but um imitate a drill beat and somebody would say, Oh shit, that's a drill. Yeah. It's just they they remixed it to fit what they already do there, but at its core it's still drill. And as also just what you're talking about, which is they were talking about their streets. Exactly. Like, gee, that's what it was. Gee, we saw Korean niggas, Japanese niggas imitate the sound. And then what does New York do again? Because they need something. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. At, they brought that. They took the UK drill sound. And started doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just shout to Pop Smoke for doing it very well. Music, you said what? You got white boys from Aurora making drill music. Exactly. Like, bro, it is. We birthed it. There was a dude on Twitter who went through it because some dude, some Kenya, made a drill song. He said, dang, them Chicago boys outdid themselves. And he was not lying. That man was not lying. And everybody from all over the world said, bro, Chicago, they're like, no. No. Matter of fact, I only find that one tweet that I literally just responded to that dude who was just being a freaking clown. Um, (laughs) Let me see. Uh, give me a moment because like gee like my man just thought he was saying something when he said that I'm like bro like put some respect on our name bro like shoot hold on here I swear I swear mugs like we we the coolest niggas out here um let's see dang I did tweet a lot yesterday and this morning um I'm getting close. Um, uh, Um, uh, let's see. Damn, bro. Oh, yeah, this dude tweeted Chicago might have started to sound. But they do it the worst. Okay, that's a prime example of motherfuckers who ain't from Chicago shouldn't say shit about Chicago. This is what I mean by New York niggas. New York has not had a sound in years. Y'all haven't had a sound since Boom Bap. New York. And this is where, like, it's, look, since Boom Bap, my nigga. But New York, literally, each time New York new, let's, let's be specific here. Each time a new New York artist come out, they're either biting from the south or another city. Let's just keep a G real. When ASAP Rocky was blew up, I thought that nigga was from Atlanta or Houston. I'm not lying. Ooh. I dead ass thought ASAP, that. ASAP Rocky's style is it, it does New York justice. I ain't gonna lie. Not really to me. To me, it was a very it it was it had New York vibes, but when on first listen, you would think 
it's more of a, of a down south influence with New York vibes. To me, mm-hmm. that's just like to me. And a lot of New York niggas wasn't fucking with it at first because it wasn't New York B. So, well, yeah, then, at that time it wasn't because it was it was almost as if it was like when Chicago's lingo was like going real crazy. That's when everybody else's lingo started to kind of form. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, motherfuckers from Atlanta was like, yo, this is what we see in the ATL. And then you got niggas from uh, uh, New York, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how New York talk. Everybody dropping the skits on Facebook about New York niggas be like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to showcase how their city kind of like stands out, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, everybody, like, honestly, it's like, the strongest cities culture wise would be like Chicago, New LA. York, Atlanta, LA. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's it. That's, that's it. And honestly, I'm putting us at top. I don't give you think I'm Chicago I'm biased. I'm putting Chicago us up top. top. In terms of culture, I'm putting us. Then I'm putting Atlanta. I'm putting LA. I'm putting Houston, then I'm putting New York. Yeah, 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 for sure. Matter of fact, I'm putting Florida, then I'm putting New York. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because, like, outside of anything fashion-wise, New York has not done nothing creative, culturally. Like, they they started the culture. Outside of fashion? What like in terms of what for the culture as New York has done new? Outside of fashion, I don't know. I have to think about that. Exactly, you don't. Nothing hits the mind immediately. I could think of something for each of those, each, each of the other cities. That's why I'm putting us in in Atlanta at like very high at the power rankings. L.A. Mm-hmm. just stays true to its core. Honestly, it's just L.A. They stay true to their core. They don't care what's going on outside of L.A. and all of that. From time to time, they may, like, like they get a Herald's, but that's because the Chicago nigga moved over there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Chicago nigga moved over there and said, look, man, I'm about to charge you niggas $12 for four wings. <laughs> it's a convenience fee, nigga. He <laughs> <laughs> said, look, man, culture fee. <laughs> culture fee, my nigga. <laughs> But yeah, that's my point. But it's like New York really like, gee, this is the most relevant y'all have been. And this is not even a sound that y'all birthed. It was the sound that UK niggas remixed from us. Yeah. Like, come on, G. Like, let's just keep it G real. I didn't know New York had gangs until Bobby Schmurter and them and Pop Smoke and them. And I guess even uh, Duke Duke Nine literally started talking about. <laughs> he said Duke Nine. He said he called this nigga Duke. That should be coming. Like, bro, I did not know they had a music scene to then. I mean, not a music scene. I mean, the gang, like, gang culture that was like, damn, they actually got GDs and Bloods and, and over there. Oh, oh okay. Cool. <laughs> like, gee. Like so, it's like, bro. Yeah, I mean, gang like every place had gang culture. Yeah, it's but New York like, never. It's kind of no. New York never hyped it up to like recently. 
Well, they don't. They didn't really glorify it like that. You there know we what go. Saying? Yeah. Like it was. It was like this. Chicago. This is the one thing Chicago does. It's like it's kind of like a a double edged sword. Like we glorify that shit. So not everybody else think that shit's cool, but it's really not. Like niggas actually got homies dying. You know what I'm saying? We do. Like, we really do. It's people that I it's people that I graduated elementary school with dead, bro. Mm-hmm. People I graduated high school with dead. Like that's nothing to glorify. You feel me? But as you know, in the music, it's easy to look like oh, we glorifying this shit. Like no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, like it's not, not cool, and that's probably the best way to like start ending it is just like the drill sound in chicago like yeah we we hype it up we that's we protect it especially our generation because how big it became and we but also we know that a lot of the stories that a lot of these rappers from the streets in the hoods are not lying (laughs) like when they sit there and say (laughs) it's like little 14 year old hitters yes it is like gee they named the shooters and the hitters after baseball players and basketball players for a reason (laughs) exactly like gee like you think you think herb actually got a homie named pistol pete (laughs) and just happened and his name is pete no that nigga cold with the gun like pistol pete like, there's a reason these niggas had these names, man. That exactly, it's a reason. Cool. <laughs> it's a nigga name, bro. I don't know how the hell I forgot who it was. I think it was Dirk, but he knows a nigga named Johnny Dame. If you don't know who Johnny Dame is, Johnny Damon was one of the best <laughs> hitters in the baseball in the 2000s. G, how the hell does he know who Johnny Damon was? I don't know. He never played for the White Sox, so that's crazy. But G, come on, man. Yeah, bro. We niggas is in the streets for real, bro. Exactly. Like these dudes really are not telling no lies. Like I like gee, my grandma house is literally like five minutes away from Lamron. So my cousins are familiar with them, G. My cousin who's out there with them. So mm-hmm. like when I when I was coming up, G, I probably saw Dirk her, Dirk and them Dirk and them out there, bro, when they were young. We probably went to preschool. I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> we in the same age range. So, like, gee, it's like, oh, like, bro, there's no lies to what they're talking about. Lamron is real like that. Always has been. Like, literally. No, it's definitely. A- like, that's how most, that's that's how all this shit started from, like, real shit that actually goes on in the streets, bro. Yeah. Like, like it's, the same as, it's, just, it's the same as, it's uh, the same as L.A., Compton. NWA, yep. it's the same it's thing. It's the same. Bro. It's just, it's just like literally, we just don't hold back telling these stories. At the end of the day, like a lot of these stories are very true. I'm not gonna sit there and like say they snitched on themselves, but a lot of the stories or just how they phrase certain stuff, they they synced it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They really synced it, like when. Like, I know people sit there and crack jokes saying, like, well, Chicago niggas always killing their rappers. Because they stay, some most of them staying in the streets. They not moving. It's like, gee, it's like they go to the studio and go back and do what they do. Because that's a lifestyle, bro. Exactly. It's just they, they rap either A, to hopefully get out, or B, just to tell a story. 
Yo, just for clout and fame. And that too, clout and fame, like not, a little bit of something. Really to change. They don't really do it to change their situation. They do it to kind of like just add to it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, or or some niggas is like I said, like you get stuck in that lifestyle. You don't know how to quit. That, like the streets can really like suck you in and keep you there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Especially Chicago streets, it's really freaking different. Like yeah, it's really different. Like a lot of these dudes that just keep it G real have never seen downtown. Shit, for real. They never really leave the radius of their block because a they think they're about to die or to them that's the world yeah and that's that's a really unfortunate situation so but yeah so think about that when you talk about what goes on here g like a lot of that stuff is real out here g it's very freaking real like these stories they tell is like talking about oh we smoke smoking our ops and stuff if you come here and think you could just willingly just say, oh, yeah, like smoking on a Nooski pack and stuff like that, you say to the wrong person, you're probably going to die before you before the next hour. And that's what I mean about people looking at it as if like we glorifying this stuff. Like we, this is real shit. Like, and you can't speak on that like, like it's something cool with your quote. You know what I'm saying? Like, these is real, these are niggas dead homies. They take that shit serious. Exactly. Like it's, it's, it's no joke at all. Like niggas are really dying, and there's <laughs> no way around it. It's not funny. It's not funny when you look at it. What it is like for us, we're pretty almost damn near numb or desensitized to it. Where it's just like, well, another one bites the dust. I guess. Hopefully, things get better. And I will say this, it's, it's dope to see uh, in various ways how a lot of the artists are doing what they can to make things better. Chance is always yeah. in the forefront. Vic Mintz is always in the forefront. Uh, Herb and Bibby's always doing things and stuff like that. Uh, even though King Von, as messy as that dude is, he's out here doing stuff. Dirk, when he was able to come in the city, was... Doing stuff, but he does stuff from the outside in, so it's stuff to be aware of and stuff like that. So, like this era, it's a musically it's fun. It's like it was a time, but it's also a lot of reality to it too, a lot of reality. Because what you saw in the music videos, when they look like they turned, they got the guns and all of that. A lot of those guns was not for play play. Those are very much real guns. <laughs> very much real. Oh, no, them definitely real guns. <laughs> exactly. Loaded, too. I had a safety on, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, it was a time. Like, that was a true renaissance for Chicago musically. The city was never the same. You could, And you could take that in the various ways. Like, musically, it was never the same. Uh... And just socially, it was never the same. Like, it's yeah, it's sure. a very, very, like, interesting time. But regardless, it's like, it's it was a needed time as well. Whether you, whether you want to accept or not, it was a very needed time for, in the sense of, 
is some people generally see like we're starting to see fruits of some change like in our music scene and all even just how we as a city black community operate because it just opened eyes to a lot of people to want change for the city all together mm-hmm. so it yeah was i felt like it was inevitable it was gonna happen regardless exactly it was gonna, it was gonna happen, happen some kind of way yeah but it 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 it, it opened up the cracks and it opened up the cracks for needed change a lot yeah, of needed change sure. so but with an episode on that note um we appreciate you guys for listening. I really hope you got something out of this because, like, I know we could deep dive a lot more, but it'd be that way sometimes. You feel like we did not acknowledge you and your presence and energy felt, and we just hit the most important names. We apologize, but I feel like we'll need, like, a legit historian. Uh, we'll need, like, Andrew Barber. Andrew Barber, a fake show. We would need him to kind of hit a lot of missing pieces in terms of the music scene. We would need somebody who's just like like a rhyme fest to hit the culture part and like the you know, all of that type of shit. So or even yeah, Twister. Man. Even like, somebody like Twister. Rappers, man, if we could get man. Twister on this podcast, we will revisit this to go deeper down. Like yeah. like we get some of the OGs who really be out here, I think we could go a deep, super very deep dive into this. But also, I want people to know that Lupe is God MC. And if you have a problem with that, I will literally whoop your fucking ass. <laughs> Look, man. man. People be tweaking. Exactly. Got that man out here having to defend himself. Look, is he a better lyricist than uh, Kendrick? Very much is. He Kendrick just makes way better music. It'd be like that, though. It'd be like exactly. That. I love both. But literally, last I checked, Last I checked, Kendrick did not make Coming Where I'm From remix by Lupe. He didn't. So, on that yeah. note, we appreciate you guys for listening. Of course, uh, follow me on Twitter at deep underscore Chris underscore J. Same for my uh, Instagram. Uh, make sure on Instagram you follow you tweaking media page as well for fun little content. Uh, snippets of the pods and stuff as well. Be greatly appreciated. Uh, go ahead and throw your uh your your digs. Follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram at Chaz Vibe, C H A Z V I B E. Got two singles out. Where we at? Know the vibes. Go check them out on all platforms. Got an album coming out in about a month. Hopefully, there's some uh some crazy shit going on right now. Got a movie coming out. You know what I'm saying? Great things coming. Shout out to all the up and coming rappers. Let's work. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody on the list. If you was wrongfully placed, that's unfortunate. But shout out to everybody who do music, man. For real, for real. Exactly. Like, so. like if, if I feel like, if once again, you feel like I called you trash, it's because I don't know who you are. And it's not, <laughs> it's no we could be feelings. We could be kind of aggressive sometimes. Exactly. No harm. No harm. Yeah, it's no harm. Like, when I call you trash, it's... It's not like I'm calling you trash like you got down uh, Jared Dudley or something like that. It's just you're trash because I don't know who you are. And once I get to know well, you, more so angry trash. about the placement of certain individuals. Me too, yeah. That's really like, what it was. Exactly. It was more placement. It's like it's like if I was sit there and see uh, freaking somebody put Paul Pierce on a top 50 list 
And I'm like, gee, Paul Pierce is a very piece of shit human being and basketball player. <laughs> he should not be in a top 50 list. Yeah, he shouldn't even be in top Pierce, 75. Bro. It's like that. Like, But Paul Pierce is a very trash human being. Once I get to know you, you probably won't be a trash human being. We'll probably vibe. We, like, gee, we might drink drink a little Henny together. You never know. Like, shoot. So, But we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on all DSPs. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Peace. Peace out.